This episode of Janky Town is brought to you by This Week is Dumb, a brand new podcast available on all platforms. If you love Beer Mug 2.0, Garrett, he is one of the co-hosts of This Week is Dumb, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Watch reaction. When I fuck with my butt, you gotta plug your nose out. You gotta plug your nose out. You gotta plug your nose out. When I eat too much crap, look out for my butt. Look out for my butt. Look out for my butt. See the poop in the bowl. They know it's my butt. They know it's my butt. They know it's my butt. When I eat too much crap, look out for my butt. Look out for my butt. Look out for my butt. I need to poop and fart. I hope I don't shot and poop and fart. Hope I don't shot. We say oh, we oh, we oh, we say I need to poop and fart. I hope I don't shart and poop and fart. Hope I don't shart. We say no, we are, we are, we are. You are now with the Lord to practice you on the John. Dude, the Black Eyed Peas never sounded so good, right? They they improved. Yeah. They totally Excuse improved. me, they're the they're the Black Eyed Poos. <laughs> <laughs> that Who is, did that parody? Oh, that is somebody by the name of uh, Peter Chow. Nice. Yeah, he did good work. Good I thought it was a. Uh, it, it was time we opened with a with a funny song because we haven't done that in a while, and I found that well been funny, very yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, how you guys doing? <sighs> good. All good, right. Man. Yeah, mugs. I, I like that you turned it on, man. Because before we started recording, you look like you know you killed a cat or something. Death. Hell. Yeah. I, I don't know. Are you feeling good? Uh, okay. Feel great. All that. <laughs> Feel great. I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. I'm just glad there's no construction going on at Dave's house right now because last episode, dude, they didn't come today. Wow, they didn't come oh, really? Today. We lucked out. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday it was insane, dude. Like I literally had to leave. Oh, I took Rhonda and I walked out because there was so much going on. That's crazy. and today they're gone. So good. it's great. That's awesome. If cool. you want Omar, I can go grab some hammers. No, and please. Banging at things. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, I'm, know, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But mugs, how you all right? Yeah, well, if you can't tell, uh, my voice is uh, kind of hoarse. COVID 2.0? Oh, no, no, not COVID 2.0. No, I spent uh, my entire Tuesday afternoon at Angel Stadium yelling what? at Astros players, and it was great. Are the Astros the awesome. cheating team that cheats? Yep, they sure yep. are, Omar. And um, they were in town to play a uh, two-game series against the Angels. Mm-hmm. And I went to the second game, and to my surprise, actually not really to my surprise, but there were a lot of Dodger fans there to do exactly what I came to do. I had to wait an entire year. Us Dodger fans had to wait an entire year to do this because I was all ready to go <laughs> last year be, uh, because in twenty it was what, 2019, at the end of that season, they determined that the Astros were cheaters. Yeah. So we found that out you know, in the offseason, and then... 2020 was going to be like, oh, here we go. And, it, you know, spring training started and they were already getting heckled at spring training and then COVID shut everything down. So that Tuesday felt so good. I finally was able to release all my frustration and anger at Jose Altuve. It was great. Tell was me, great. tell me about the camaraderie and uh, how it was, because I'm sure 
probably everybody got wasted and started having a good old time by, you know, inning three, right? And started going off. Did any fights happen or did oh, they have to settle was, everybody down? Because uh, there was no fights, Omar, but I was wasted uh, before the first inning. Oh, yeah, we're, we, we we're pre-gamed it. Oh, yeah, we nice. pre-gamed it. Okay. Uh, I went with my buddy and uh, we pre-gamed it pretty hard in the parking lot. But, you know, it's funny because a- Angels and Dodger fans have always had, you know, the freeway rivalry, right? You know. Anaheim and Los Angeles, and there's always been some tension whenever. The, yeah, but uh, it's not the Angels. It's not the tension that the Dodgers have like against San Francisco. It's nothing like no, that, right? No, yeah, it's yeah, not that rivalry. Okay, okay, okay. It's not that rivalry. It's like a but friendly, yeah, hey, cross town, hey guys, yes, we're both in LA. You know, F- yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, yeah, exactly. I get Dodgers it. suck. Angels suck. Whatever. Got it. Got it. But on Tuesday, the Astros. Literally brought Angels and Dodgers fans together. I've never seen <laughs> wow, that's such awesome. harmony. Uh, not only were there some Dodger fans sprinkled in, excuse me, such as myself, Angels fans were were supporting all the Dodgers fans <laughs> that were there with signs. Um, they were yelling things. It was great. I mean, I had. I felt like, you know, I was doing like a one-hour set at the Chuckle Hut because I would just yell things like to Altuve. I would be like, Altuve, let me see your pecs. Take off your shirt. Uh, is your buzzer Good turned one. on? Yeah, no, it was yes. great. It was great. Um, <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Liar, liar, wearing a wire, like really loud. That's a good one. Okay, that's a good one. And the good thing about, you know, the limited capacity is like when there's down, when there's downtime, like when, you know, in between pitches, it gets really quiet. And I was about, I would say 10, 10 rows up from uh, the middle of the outfield. So every time the play would get quiet, I would just scream so loud. And it was it was amazing. It was so therapeutic. And for the first time in my life, 37 years old, a foul ball came from the sky, hit me directly in my right hand, and popped out. So you didn't even see it coming? It just hit oh, you? Oh, I saw it. Oh, you did? I was no, he just it. dropped the ball. It literally, Omar, I looked up, I'm like, oh my God, this is coming right at, this is amazing. This is the first time in my life. I've been at, you've got thousands upon thousands of baseball games. And, you know, there's always a foul ball. I don't ball, think you know, you've been to thousands over. upon thousands of baseball uh, games. I, Omar. <laughs> I think that's mathematically impossible, upon millions, <laughs> billions. Okay. I think hundreds, maybe. Foul, maybe I'll give you hundreds. No. <laughs> Trillions. So. All right. I, there, there was always like an opportunity for me to get one, but it was always like a section over or like, you know, a whole row, like a section up. It was always around me, never. But this, this literally came right to me, and so it bounced out of my hand. Yeah. And there was the the row in front of us was empty because of the limited capacity, and went right to a kid. So it couldn't uh, have worked out fine. any better. But I was so depressed afterwards. Like I was like, really? Because all my uh, my buddy was laughing at me. Like some Angels fans were <laughs> laughing at me. They're like, oh yeah, how to be a Dodger fan? Couldn't catch a foul ball. Huh? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, two things, Mugs. One, yeah. I'm really glad I wasn't next to you because you know how I am with screaming at a baseball game. You know? Oh, it's great. I'm right next to you. Oh, yeah. that would have been terrible. Dave likes for me. peace and quiet at a baseball oh, game. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love the serenity. But two, I'm really disappointed in you. You and the whole fan base that was there that day. Why? Because the day before, 
They had trash cans that they yeah. were banging. They threw yeah. it onto the field. Whoa. They threw yeah. fake plastic trash cans on the field. Like yeah. they blew up. Like like this is the only time I would be cool with them blowing things up and passing it around like a beach ball yeah. because beach balls don't belong there. But they were trash cans. They were blow up trash cans and they threw them into the field. They had to stop the game for it. And real trash cans. That guy was banging the trash can and then threw it onto the field. Those are fans, man. You get really like, eh, wire, wire, pants on fire. What were you saying? Like, <laughs> well, I couldn't sneak a um, a real trash can, let alone an inflatable trash can. That in guy pants. took it from the concourse. That's dedication. Holy man. crap! Where are you at? I didn't want to. Where are you at? I didn't want to get thrown out of Angel Stadium, you know. But um, I did my best, and I think uh, I think it got to Altuve. Did respond to me at one point. Um, oh, he did. Oh, he sits. He did. He uh, he sits there and bites his nails. So like after I ran out of things to say because I didn't want to repeat myself <laughs> because I wanted to keep it fresh, you know. Yeah. I want to keep the people yeah. laughing. That's how you do. Uh, he was just biting. His, I'm like, quit biting your nails. It's a bad habit. And he didn't look at me. He just he kept on biting his nails. Hold on, Dave. That's not the, that's not the point. Oh, he okay. Kept on, he kept on biting his nails and he did the uh 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 to me. But no, 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 with his finger. Mm. And so I stood up and I was like, no, no, no. Like when he held his jersey, when his when the players wanted to rip it off after he hit the walk-off home run, but he was wearing a buzzer and he said he was he, he didn't want to make his wife uh, embarrassed and he was embarrassed to take his shirt off. So That sounds exciting, man. Listen, listen Muggs, you, great, think I'm being, you think I'm being sarcastic, fun. but if you're going to... If you're gonna like tease and and heckle, I yeah. love the worst heckles in the world. It's that's like to me that's even funnier than than like good ones. Your hair sucks. <laughs> your hair is is short, like because then they look at because then they'll actually respond to you because they'll be like, "What was that?" Like, yeah. and that's a, you know, like I forgot which Padres outfielder, but it is is like his name was like Gay or Say or Ray or something like that, and we were just be like, "Hey." Have a nice day, and he's looking at us like, "What are you guys doing?" And then he <laughs> throws a ball. So that was cool. See? So <laughs> th- I I really appreciate that you're cheesy. coming after me after my heckles, huh? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I appreciate the the worst heckles <laughs> in the world. Those those are funnier than the clever ones and the and the mean spirited ones. So yeah. Hey, yeah. And, and, and also, I wasn't. I made sure not to cuss because there's a lot of kids around. Good, good, sure good, good. All PG, and good all the kids you. were laughing. Good. All the kids were laughing at my stuff. Uh, I, I want to bring up two things that are baseball related. First one, yes. mugs. This is just to tick you off. I have a brother-in-law that probably has attended. 50 games and he's caught thousand wow no 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 no. just like 50 (laughs) games right and but he he is a super hardcore dodger fan super there's a he's like he's like you guys right very hardcore he's gotten like i said like 50 he's probably caught 10 foul balls he is like the i was there he went to one of the kevin and bean um dodger days that we had yeah and sure enough in the first inning he caught something i'm like what yeah he always brings his glove and he calls it his lucky gloves and and uh, every without fail he says i tend to catch a lot of foul balls man i was just like are you uh jason you know jason he barbecues and stuff uh yeah that guy okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. jason (laughs) nice yeah um but with another uh, baseball related thing, uh, well, I was going to bring up. Months. I was I, I was going to bring up. Oh, two. I'm sorry. I said two. two. You had two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I heard. I saw you guys on social media going back and that forth. That was what I was going to bring up about so, the uh, Shake Shack, and I don't know anything yeah. about why Dave okay. is hitting on mugs. And yeah, well, tell me a no, little no, bit no, about no, that. No, 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 no. Okay. So here, <laughs> let, let me explain. Let okay. me explain. Yeah. 
So, Omar, uh, it was announced that Shake Shack is going to be, the burger joint is yeah. going to be at Centerfield, the new Centerfield uh, Plaza. Oh, at Dodger that's Stadium. right. They, they, they're going to redo yeah, everything, yeah. or they already they, they, redid yeah. everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. When we go back to Dodger Stadium, it's going to look completely different cool. like, than what we remember it. Yeah. Um, so, I sent out a tweet. I wrote, I love Shake Shack as much as the next person with good taste, but they do not belong at Dodger Stadium. It should be Tam's Burgers. You know, and if you know Tams and you know, it's a joke. It's, okay. It's a, it's a local, I was going to say, it's Tams a local... is garbage too, by the way. I don't like Tams. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a... it's, it's, but, but my point being, and I stand true to this, is Shake Shack, when I think of Shake Shack, I think of New York. So, you know, and Dodger Stadium is getting so gentrified with the food now that I'm like, I'm kind of bummed that it's not sticking to Los Angeles uh, stuff. So when Mug said mm. in and out, I was like, listen, I, I went for Tams because I, it was kind of like a joke part of the tweet, but I don't, I wouldn't mind in and out if it was the truck and not an actual restaurant because then they give you the chips and not yeah. the fries because right. the fries <laughs> are the worst part. I don't mind that, you know, yeah. but I was hoping that it would stick to like Los Angeles based thing because they used to have King Taco and, and a bunch of like Farmer John's, you know, like the Dodger Dogs are Farmer John yeah. Dodger Dogs. And that's, that's why you go to Dodger Stadium. Now it's becoming like every other stadium where it's major corporations bringing in their foods. And, and listen, yes, Shake Shack is delicious. I love it. I've you never, know? you see, for I a guy like them. me, this is a huge plus because I can go to a Dodger game and also try Shake Shack because I've never had it. I think it's a huge appeal for a person like me. You're going to pay three times the amount for Uh, Shake Shack. Yeah, good point. But, but, you know, and that's my point being is that I was hoping that the Dodgers would stick to local foods. I can or see like, that. You know, you know, and and that was that was my point with that. So so mugs, I you know, I, I get where you were coming you were from, joking. and yeah, I was joking about Tams, okay. but I, I am bummed that Shake Shack. I love Shake Shack, but yeah. I am bummed that they're bringing in Shake Shack and like all these other like uh, big time food. That that's the reason why I don't like Anaheim. I don't like the food at, at Anaheim Stadium. It's Carl's Jr., uh, Panda Express, which you guys know I love Panda yeah. Express. And Wiener Schnitzel. I love Wiener Schnitzel too, but I want that local hot dog flavor. Like, you know, if we're going to replace all hot dogs, might as well just use the the Costco hot dogs because they're the best hot dogs around, you know? Yeah. So, so that, that's my point. Okay. okay. And, yeah. So a, that, that's I, could see, I could see that. And uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to spending $20 on a burger from Shake Shack because <laughs> yeah. that's what they're going to be. But, they're going to be super expensive. Um, but you can still bring your own food in, I think. Right at at, at I, Dodger Stadium. I don't know. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you could you for I guess. Well, I don't know how it's going to be this year because of COVID and all this. But you were able to in the past bring your own food. And, I did not uh, know that. Yeah, I think the only thing you weren't allowed to bring in was like beer, obviously alcohol, and you might have been able to bring in water and, and like soda. But yeah, definitely food. Wow. So I don't know how it's going to be this year. Oh, you had a crazy week, huh? Yeah, you know, uh, Stryker and Klein had a couple of days off. They gave us Thursday and Friday off, and it was totally yeah, last minute. I had minute. it off, too. That was pretty cool. <laughs> 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 what you decide to do on your vacation, Dave, on your perma vacation? Uh, <laughs> just chilling, you okay. know. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, yeah, so it was like a last-minute thing, and my, my wife and I are totally just playing by the rules and we felt so cooped up in here let's you know we said let's do a road trip to the grand canyon because we've never been there and uh even though they don't have a mask mandate that i came to find out you know from dave i mean, said let's go we'll be responsible and let's just get out there and have some fun and man it was 
so much fun. I, this is the nice. longest. This is the longest road trip that me and my family have taken uh, by ourselves without stopping. So we we drove about. Oh man, nonstop like five hours before we hit our first stop to eat, and the kids were fine. No devices. Nice. They were doing five activities. Hours. Yeah, no. Yeah, they were doing activities, and uh, they were reading books. And trust me. I was super nervous about the entire trip because the last thing I wanted to do is hand him device and, you know, be like, all right, here you go. You can watch Dora the Explorer all the way there. Didn't want to do that. And I also wanted to be engaging, especially this is, you know, uh, a family trip, you know, that I want them to remember. So the trip there was super easy. You know, we ate at these uh, local places, which I, I love eating. We stopped at Needles, uh, ate at this place called The Wagon Wheel. And everybody was masked up. And uh, one, one, once we got in, we stayed at this place called uh, uh, Williams, Arizona. It's about an hour away from the Grand Canyon. And once we got there, uh, the people in the hotel, everybody's masked up. But the uh, we went to the Grand Canyon Brewery to have dinner. And just like Dave said, there is no mask mandate. It was probably, I'm going to say, 20% of the people were wearing masks, but obviously no mask mandate. So a lot of people were not. We got a server that was not wearing a, a mask, but he was very respectful of our space. So he made it known that, hey, if you guys feel weird, just give me the, give me, give me the word and you know I'll kind of like you know walk around you to serve you. But I got to be honest... About 10 minutes when we took our masks off, we kind of just let our hair down and it, it, it felt like regular times, man. It, it, it felt really good and I totally fit, felt safe. Um, so that was good. It was good food, good beer. And let me tell you about the Grandmother Effin' Canyon. It's a uh, it's a big hole in the ground, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, it is. It is. That's what it is. It's it, it's a, it's a big hole in the ground. And my buddy had kind of salted me on going to the Grand Canyon because he had been there, and he was just like, "Dude, it's a big hole in the ground. You kind of get bored of it within hours." So I was like, "Oh man, I didn't know what to expect." And what we did is what I think everybody should do if you can afford to do it. Luckily, my wife and I have been saving, so we were lucky enough to while on while going to the Grand Canyon there's a little airport so we took an airplane ride that takes you around the entire rim of the Grand Canyon and right down the middle they also have helicopter helicopter rides where you could actually go inside the Grand Canyon which is a little bit more yeah. expensive but we decided to do the airplane ride and that my friends is the way to do it because there's no other word to describe it but it was just like it, it's breathtaking it was like this is not real and and like you really get to enjoy the magnitude and the scope of how huge this thing is and the river going down the middle i mean it's I, I you know I went there and it's still not not real to me. It, it just seemed <laughs> seemed fake when you were looking down there because you you know I've only seen it on TV and seen pictures, seen, seen it online. When you see something that huge, it it, it really does make you make uh, make you realize how small you are as a person. Okay, Omar. Yeah. Here's my final quiz question to you. Where was, the, fir- where was the first one? one? Yeah. <laughs> you get one one and only one. Okay. That's it. Okay. All right. You gotta, and if you if you get it right, you pass. Okay. Oh. Okay. How was the Grand Canyon formed? How was the Grand Canyon formed? Uh, Ooh, I, good question. Um, the oceans were all like, oh, I'm really heavy, and then it evaporated. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. 
Well, Omar, you failed, my friend. Okay. They didn't tee it. They didn't. You didn't learn that when you were over there. You didn't have like a guide or anything. Uh, or like, you know, like, during the airplane tour, they had headphones and they were jibber jabbering, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Omar was listening to the Black Eyed Poos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what I was doing. Tell me if you know. I'm, yeah, you were close, Omar. Okay. You were close, Omar. It was formed by. Well, first of all. To get to to get to the answer, would you, which river is at the bottom of the of the Grand? Uh, the Colorado River is that? Okay, yeah, that you get that right. Yeah, but it was formed by the Colorado River over hundreds of thousands of years, just erosion. Oh, the wow. river flowing, so it just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And um, you guys know I'm a history buff. Yeah, uh, on the I think that the the story was like. Two, three years ago, they had the America, the history of us, and they went through every like landmark or national park, and they showed like a, a digital a digital rendering of how the Grand Canyon was formed. And it started, sure enough, with a little river, and it just, over time, it just wow. got deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, isn't, that, isn't awesome. that crazy? Yeah, that's awesome. So go back so, there and relearn that. Well, So is it's kind of like that's a virgin river, and then as older and older it gets, it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's all tore up. <laughs> it's all it's all loose. It needs rejuvenation now. Yeah. So I mean, that was definitely uh, like a once in a lifetime experience taking the plane ride, and I'm so glad I did that. And then from the airport to the actual Grand Canyon, it was about another 30 minutes. So we drove up there, and I don't want to discourage anybody from actually going to the Grand Canyon because my buddy was wrong. I had a blast at the Grand Canyon, dude. Yeah. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, oh, did you see one of the most popular uh, tourist attractions at the Grand Canyon? And that's uh, people dying from taking selfies. <laughs> dude, dude. No, uh, no? I, dude, I, I, well, well, I was I was pretty confident that um, two, the first, first this one kid w- was just walking down like by the, by, by the ledge, just like, he didn't have a, a care in the world and his grandfather was just like alright look up here man I'm gonna take a picture I'm like what <laughs> is happening like it, yeah it was crazy like like you know there's certain parts where there's just no barrier his grandpa, was his grandpa Otto the bus driver from the Simpsons <laughs> alright man, yeah. yeah. man he was a totally dude guy though and, yeah. and then there was this other guy and he was he was doing just what Dave said he was on the ledge and he was taking a selfie just because he wanted that rad background and uh, yeah, if he would have moved uh, over, or the wind would have kicked it kicked up, he would have been dead. Absolutely, it was it was wow. pretty insane how dumb people are, man. The, there's no railing. Crazy. There was no railing because I haven't been there in a, like so, since I was like ten. If you go on specific trails, yeah, there's there's railings like the big trails, but then you start right. driving and you're 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 stopping at other viewpoints, and like it, once you go a little bit deeper, there's no railings. There's just absolutely no railings, and you could go down there and, yeah, take a picture and possibly kill yourself. Did you happen to uh, go on that bridge that goes out into the canyon? And is it like a clear bridge or? No, so I think that that's on the um, north rim. We went to the south rim. We went to the south rim. Yeah, that's in the north rim. uh, And I think... Uh, a lot of people like uh, that come from Vegas. I think for, if you if you stay in Vegas, the trip's like an hour and a half, you know, to see the Grand Canyon. So that's on the North Rim. We kind of just saw the entire South Rim. So, but man, nice. what about? He, I'm not gonna say it. What about? Are you gonna make like come a on, job joke or something? <sighs> come on, speed bump, do it. What about the anal rim? 
So yeah, again, I don't want to discourage <laughs> anybody from not going to the Grand Canyon because, uh, to be honest, like <laughs> you, you you get to um, this, this hiking trail and then and then you see you know one portion of it. And then you kind of drive out and just just driving out there in nature. And the other weird thing, guys, and listen, I'm not the smartest guy. I thought it was going to be just True. a desert a <laughs> land, landscape. And it's not. It's the forest out there. It's like you're driving Where? the Grand Canyon. Oh, so you guys aren't aware of this there's either. Parts. No, yeah, there's I've parts. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Dude, no. the, the entire South Rim amongst that we drove was all a forest. Anal rim. <laughs> 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 yeah but man dude I, I had a blast and uh yeah the kids were super cool and uh yeah luckily everything was uh yeah went off without a hitch we didn't have any incidents and uh yeah yeah it was it was definitely a trip of a lifetime i'm actually editing a video up like a family video with uh all the footage that we took and i'll show it to you guys nice so yeah so it was it was good times man yeah definitely if you guys ever get a chance to do it yeah definitely go to the grand canyon it's a very quick trip from rancho cucamonga it took us about six and a half hours to get down there so it wasn't a big deal at nice. all yeah o- omar sure. final question final sure. question did you go to on the edge and go hello 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 no but i i will tell you the 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 most annoying thing i'm not kidding you okay some like 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 a lot of people like dad jokes or something but i saw this happen three different times from three different people okay there was people there saying Red Robin. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> I don't I know, even get that. Dude. That's awesome. You don't get that? That's the Red Robin commercial. Yeah, dude. It's just, oh my God. It, I was like, it, are you it goes, Red Robin, Red Robin, Red and Robin. Then, no, no, no. It goes, Red Robin, and then it's, Yum. Yeah. It just it just it, yeah. If you know, you know. But yeah. it just it, it just doesn't it, it just doesn't make sense. Three different people, guys. Three different people yeah. did that That's into awesome. the Grand Canyon, man. I was like, what is happening? Anybody go, Rico <laughs> I would have done that one. I love that one. <laughs> I would have done that one. That would have been good. Uh, Mr. Sanchez, you went to uh, yep. uh, the the oddly named A Touch of Disney, which sounds like some pedophile is going to touch you. All right. <laughs> well, no, I'm going this weekend. Oh, it's, you're going. Uh, the first okay. time I'm going to the Disneyland property since the day before everything shut down. I was there the as the gates closed for the very last time, and now uh, I'm excited to be going back to uh, it's called a touch of Disney. It's just uh, a dining experience at California Adventure. So the restaurants are going to be open. The bars are going to be open. Uh, they have these little like food uh, kiosks everywhere, and you get to take pictures at at all the the spots. So essentially, I'm going to go to eat at Disneyland. Which then, you know, it, it, I'm excited for that. But they just announced that Disneyland is fucking re- finally reopening at a 25 oh, yeah. percent capacity. Fucking Fuck yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, 25% capacity. That's insane. That's cool. That means, like, that's – the capacity is, like, 80,000 people, right? Okay. 80 yeah. to 100,000. So think about it. It's only going to be, like, 20,000 people there amongst the, the, each park. And that is – those are big parks. So Now, I know they released, a, they released a list of what was going to be open, the rides. Are most of yeah, the rides open t- or – Yeah, most of the rides are open. But some of the ones that aren't going to be open when they open up and, – and some of these like, okay, the monorail is not going to be open. A lot of people like that. The, the, the canoes aren't going to be open. No one likes mm, those anyways. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear's Astro, Astro oh. Blasters sucks. Does it? No one cares. I like that Finding one. Finding Nemo My submarine kids like voyage. That one. <laughs> uh, terrible, terrible. 
I peed the on bobsleds. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 wait, whoa, what? I peed on the submarine ride before it was Finding Nemo when I was like 10 because <laughs> I was so like, not on the ride. You peed in your pants. You fucking pee pee boy. Oh, I peed on my pants on the ride. <laughs> what happened? Like, in the submarine. <laughs> what happened? Just, well, because well, so I had never been on the submarine ride before in my life and there was no line. So I'm like, dad, 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 let's go. Dad, come on. And we walked, we ran over and like we got to the front like right away and I was like oh my god I got to pee really bad but I don't I don't want to leave because you know the line the line was already like backing up like yeah. people like saw it oh, no. like I did like oh there's no line so I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold it I'll hold it got around you know how it goes around the whole like there's, it's on a track and it just goes really slow by the time it got to the end I was like oh my god I'm almost there hold it and then it was just to the point where like all right you know what can't hold it anymore and we had to go home you, because you I had like, shorts. You come yeah. up from the, the, it's like a waterfall, right? You come up. Yeah. Like, so yep. you're like, all right, that's it. It's gone. Yep. That's it. The waterfall <laughs> Wait a minute. hit me. And it, what time was and this? Then I wa- uh, it's like maybe nine o'clock at night. Oh, okay. So, so you, guys, uh, you guys were already still, at the end of the day. I, still, okay. I wanted to stay. I wanted to yeah. stay. But yeah, I peed my pants and then I waddled back to the, we waddled back to the car because I was like, oh, it was kind of cold outside. Yeah. So, you know, you know, when you have wet pants after you pee them you're just like oh hold on let me get let me get that um (laughs) what did mama and papa mug say they really didn't i mean they're just like they're like that's beer mug or that's johnny This is a janky town episode number 34. Man, 34. That's right. That's crazy. Uh, if you ever want to get at us on the emails, our email address is uh, jankytown69 at gmail.com. And as always, you can hit us up on the phone. That sounds kind of old school now when, when you think about it. It's like, <laughs> oh, you can hit us up on the old school uh, phone. It's 855 uh, janky69. And Mr. Sanchez, what's our social medias? At Jankytown69 on the Instagram and the twit, twit, twits, the Twitters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you can find us, Jankytown, on YouTube. Yeah. And at Facebook. And, and on uh, Facebook if you like that, too. Lucky us. We're like almost halfway to actually started making a little bit of dough on YouTube because we surpassed 1,000 subscribers. So thank you to everybody what? that subscribed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we're only like less than 1,000 hours from uh, making that $2 a month or whatever. <laughs> what? So, so uh, we're almost there, guys. But more importantly, hey, yeah, we're going to make so much money, like a quarter of each. Hey, what uh, episode is this? Uh, 34. Is this halfway to 69? Yes. Are you sure? Tech. We're, well, we're only, oh, we're only yeah. 35 episodes away. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Because, right. yeah, we're halfway through this so, episode. Oh, yeah. we're halfway mm-hmm. there. Oh, we're halfway there. <laughs> 
Oh, that's exciting, man. I cannot wait for that live show. And uh, yeah, Dave, we, we got to remember after we hop off real quick, you got to tell us your idea for the live Zoom because we keep forgetting to talk about it and we need to set a date because Mr. Sanchez oh, yeah. has an idea. And uh, yeah, we'll so definitely we, do we definitely yes. want to do another one uh, leading up to uh, our live one. And the live one, I mean, oh, I, I imagine it's going to be bananas. And uh, yeah, I... I have a, a party this this week, and a lot of people are getting vaccinated. And this one, I believe, I'm only half a vaccinated. Yeah, it's one of those. Nice. So it's going to be interesting to see how these people let loose because it's yeah, it's like you have to be all fully vaxxed up. So I'm still going to be all masked up because I'm still at eighty percent. I think it's eighty percent once you have your first dose, right? Well, you know, we're going to talk to Dr. Gill later, and uh, okay. we'll get all the details on the, the gotta, back. Got to find out. Yeah. I was so, oh, I was yeah. so confused when Pfizer and Moderna were all like, uh, it's good for six months. And I was like, what? Because I was like, you know, well, like yeah. I said, like I said before, I'm not a smart guy. And so I did not know because <laughs> I was under the impression that you get vaxxed and then you're good forever. And I guess that's not the case. So Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil, Dr. Gill is going to. Oh, like good bookie. How did you think you could take one vaccine and it work for the rest of your life? Because I'm a moron. That's why, Dr. Phil. So we're, we'll talk to Dr. Gill a little later in the show. And uh, by get, the way, that sounds that's sounds like a like a good bit huh we don't have dr phil but we got dr, dr. gill yeah, that is <laughs> like i'm a doctor <laughs> <laughs> not a real doctor i want to uh, do a bit and it's going to be called is it chill okay i have three different <laughs> stories here and i just want you guys to tell me if this is chill or not okay um hold on do we have an intro i don't know do we i think we do it, okay all right, all right, here we go <clears throat> i'll try it <laughs> Is it chill? Was that Elvis no. doing that? No, it was cold. He was cold. No, no, no. He was just cold. That was just that was just cold. It sounded like uh, Elvis. All right, do it again. Do it again. Okay. Is it chill? That just, no, no I, I, I don't know. We can do another one. All right. Fine. Okay, okay. All right. Well, that's well, for this week. We'll, we'll, we'll try it next week. Okay. Then. We'll try it. Okay. Again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No worries. Is it chill? A Tennessee woman opened fire inside a Burger King drive-thru after apparently <laughs> becoming enraged about the wait time. Is that chill? I mean, how long was she waiting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we all agreed that 30 minutes is like the maximum. Surveillance photos show the unhinged customer leading through the Memphis fast food joint while brandishing a handgun. <laughs> and she fired into the store three times because what? <laughs> yeah, because she felt her order was taking a little too long. No, don't fret though. Everybody was able to go to the back stock room, and everybody is safe. And the lady is still on the loose. So Memphis PD, what? yeah, she's still on the loose. So Memphis PD is still on the hunt for her. Is that chill, guys? Wait, it was a Burger King. It was a Burger King. Well, I mean, their slogan is "Have it your way," so she took it at gunpoint, I guess, right? That is true. I never even thought right? of that. So I guess that, Am I that right? Is, that is chill then. Yeah. All right, guys. Is it chill? Wait, hold on, hold on. Is it chill? <laughs> eleven, <laughs> eleven Ukrainian women and a Russian male photographer have reportedly been arrested over a naked photo shoot that took place in Dubai on a balcony. More than a dozen nude models were photographed standing on a high-rise apartment balcony. Again, this happened in Dubai, but they got busted once the pictures started showing up on social media. So they're looking after these women and the photographer, and they're going to charge them. What do you think 
the repercussions are in if you're in Dubai and you have a impromptu naked photo shoot. One, not chill that they're getting arrested. Not so, chill. Boo, yeah. boo Dubai. Yeah. yeah. Boo Dubai. Um, bye, 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 Dubai. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not brown rice. I, <laughs> All right. So I think they're going to get their, like, like whipped or something like that. Some do they still do that in Dubai? That's Singapore. Are they, are yeah, they, that's, that's Singapore. That's Singapore. Yeah. That's, they no, behead Singapore's you. Caning. Yeah, they caning. Singapore's oh, caning. Yeah. They, yeah. they behead you in Dubai. I think. Uh, uh, so I think they're gonna go to jail for like a year for something extreme like that. Okay, Mugs. What do you think is gonna happen to them? I think um, they're all gonna get Rolexes. Okay. And. <laughs> really expensive sports cars and just leave them out in the desert whenever they feel like it because that's what they do in there hey by the way that's what i thought dubai was like and i thought it was like las vegas out there i thought it was like the wild wild west like if you had money you could do whatever you want i guess not huh uh people i know who've gone to dubai they always like post pictures of them in the desert with a falcon like on their arms and you're like what the hell's going on over there and they're just like partying and that's where the salt bay guy's from right like that's where i didn't know that oh yeah 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 the guy's like that's so so maybe they just and they have that big tall uh that big tall the tallest hotel in the world that looks pretty bitching. Yeah, so, maybe just they so. just don't like anything that's sexual or whatever because it's against their religious beliefs or something like that. Maybe, but they are extravagant. So, what's the what was the penalty? Six months behind bars, and they're gonna get fined fifteen hundred dollars each. Yeah, but that's their bars a bullshit, is, man. It's bull, right? Five hundred dollars each, fifteen hundred. Oh, still, that's and like six months. Five dollars to them. No, no, and it, it, it's and on top months. of yeah, dude. Six months yeah, in jail. Yeah, are you kidding me? But their their jails are probably like the Ritz Carlton, dude. It's it's Dubai. <laughs> still. Everything is is lavish and expensive. All right. No way, man. My uh, last story in is it chill? No, wait, wait. Dave. Is it chill? Is Dave a ghost now? I don't get it. It's a, <laughs> it, does, it, it does sound like a ghost. <laughs> Um, a, Fili- a Philippine man allegedly died when he was forced to do 300 squats as punishment for breaking COVID-19 curfew rules. Darren Managpalala, 28, was out after 6 p.m. buying drink water for his family, right? He was at the at this at the store. He's buying what? Drinking water. Drink water. Drinking water. <laughs> and <laughs> and he was you now know, that drink water. <laughs> And he Isn't was that a new brand. <laughs> it is. It's the drink water. It's like AVM, but it's drink. It's drink water. He was nabbed. So, but he was out. He was out after six p.m. and he was nabbed by the village guards. And the village guards said, "Hey, we're going to punish you by doing one hundred what they call pumping exercises." But the dude, yeah, pump it up. But the police said, "Hey." If you mess up any of these 100 quote-unquote pumping exercises, you're going to have to restart. So he had to do about 300 squats. And after <laughs> after insane. everything was said and done, was it was around 8 a.m. And his legs were so just uh, spaghetti that he needed help getting home by another person that was busted because he also broke the curfew law. So he was dragged home with, you know, with the help of these two other people that were there breaking the curfew law. He gets home, he crashes out, and he gets up, and the following day, he cannot 
get up and walk whatsoever. He's there with his wife, and his wife is like, dude, come on, are you kidding me? And he ends up having a stroke later that day, the day he woke woke up, and he boom, he freaking dies. So is that chill of the Philippine government making somebody do 300 squats and then possibly killing this guy? Isn't that crazy? Hell yeah! What? That's Hell chill? Yeah. Good, good on you, Philippines! You know, it's like, one of the best ways to, to defend against COVID is to, one, stay home, you know, and two, is to be in good health. So if you're not going to stay home, at least be in good health. And they, that, they, made, they were trying to get that man healthy by making him do squats, making him do some up-downs, some burpees, some push-ups. <laughs> I don't know what else they were trying to make him do. So he was going to build his immune system. It didn't happen because he was out of shape. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but the dude ended up dying, man. <laughs> Listen, unfortunate accident. It's, it's just like a, a casualty of war. But uh, his homeboy carried him all the way home. Yeah. This, so I bet he's he, fit now, yeah, right? This guy he's was fit. Weak, this guy was weak sauce. I, I will give you that. He was totally weak sauce. So Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Was he squatting with 55 pounds on his shoulder? Yes, yes, he was. This episode of Janky Town is proudly sponsored by a new podcast called This Week is Dumb. If you like Beer Mug 2.0 on the show, well, he's one of the co-hosts of This Week is Dumb. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, and it focuses on dumb people and dumb things going on in the news. And myself, DJ Omar Khan, and Dave the King of Mexico have been guests on This Week is Dumb. Check them out. That's This Week is Dumb, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for being a sponsor of Janky Town. And for being a sponsor of Janky Town, I'll give you a jingle for free. This Week is Dumb. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, Dave. You know how I was saying I'm not a smart guy. That is true. You are not. Listen, yeah, but but at least I'm <laughs> I, I'm upfront about it. You know this vaccination bombshell. I want to call it bombshell, but everybody's playing it off like, no, nah, man. I knew that the vaccines don't last forever, and uh, yeah, it, it's all about herd immunity, or I don't know what kind of BS people are saying, but. I think I'm in the minority then because everybody acts like they know. But I really did think that once you get your vaccine, it's like one and then it lasts forever. I didn't know you needed another recharge. Well, oh, you get the first one, right? And that's like half vaccinates you. Yeah. And then you get the second dose unless you're getting Johnson & Johnson, which is a one-shotter. Yeah. So, so, uh, I, I, I mean, uh, at least to my knowledge, my, my vast medical knowledge, once you get the, the, the two shots, a couple of weeks later, your body is fully vaccinated and you're good to go. You're ready to party, throw out your mask and go nuts in Miami or have uh, a suit and no. lick things I don't, and I don't make think, out with strangers. I don't think that's the case, Dave. I think you're misinformed as well. I think, I, I don't think, what I don't do think mean? that's a good dude. So I lined up uh, a doctor and you're not going to believe who I got on the phone to talk to us dude i was able to get dr phil on the phone dr phil dr phil the tv doctor yeah yeah dr phil are you there dr phil oh wait that's is that dr gill hello yes oh man it's not dr phil it's dr gill (laughs) that was a typo then on the schedule Uh, our bad (laughs) (laughs) you guys lucked out today (laughs) look look he may not be a tv doctor but he at least is a real doctor yeah hey dr gill what's your qualifications is that a thing qualifications or what's your sure (laughs) yeah I went to college at ucla did my medical school in chicago did my residency at ucla 
and been practicing almost 13 years now um, as uh, adult medicine doctor. I do family medicine, internal medicine, nice. some other stuff. So he should know what he's talking about, right? I would hope so. I would hope so. If, uh, Dr. Right. Dr. Gill, we have many questions. Dave, do you want to go first? No, no. I, I, okay. Oh, oh, what I want to ask you is what did you see? Why Why do we have Dr. Gill? What did you see that is that is blowing your mind about the okay. vaccine? Okay, so I have, I have the a COVID, couple. The COVID-19 vaccine, I should say. Yeah, so I have I have a couple of questions, okay? First, first, I want to talk a little bit about when you get your first dose how many weeks does it take after your first dose to get to what I think, you know, I have the, I, t- I have the vi- Pfizer. Does it take two weeks to get to 80%? Because that's, that's the number I've, he- I've heard, that once you get your first dose, within two weeks, you're at 80% vaccination. Right. So, you know, people think they're hearing these, this like 14 days after your vaccine, you're protected. It's a spectrum. So you're building up antibodies. Once you get the vaccine, you're building up antibodies. And so someone draws like this arbitrary line saying, yeah, at 14 days, then that dose you just got, now you, you're at optimal protection. So yeah, from those studies, you get, yeah, 80%, like from the first dose. And then after two weeks of the second dose, you're at, you know, 90 something percent. So okay. yeah, yes. So then, so then, so then does it work kind of like, okay, so I, if I get my second dose tomorrow, as each day goes by, a, a percentage theoretically increases, right? Until I get to that 95%. Exactly. Okay. Exactly, exactly. It's not like a light switch is turned on where you're like at zero and then all of a sudden you're at 95% on day 14, right? Exactly. Okay. And then the real, the really crazy thing that blew my mind and I, I you know, I'm not a medical doctor and like I, I was so upfront, I, I might be a moron, but I really was <laughs> un, under the impression that once you got vaccinated, you know, that you were good forever, but that seems not to be the case. Does this mean that six months down the road, all of us have to get another shot? Or what does this mean? Well, that's, that's, we don't have the exact, exact answer to that question, but we're preparing because there's a, a definitely good chase that it could happen. The, you know, virus like other, uh, sorry, viruses like other, um, like COVID, like other viruses are going to mutate, especially if not everyone's been vaccinated, people are not social distancing. So as the virus is trying to replicate and survive, any like mutation in its DNA when it then gets copied to someone else, that mutation then can maybe potentially escape the uh, vaccine and escape the antibodies that you've developed. So that's why you've heard of this UK variant, probably this South African variant, this Brazil one. And it seems so far that Pfizer and Moderna still protect us, although not as good as the original strain, the OG strain, but still good enough to probably protect us. What about the Johnson and Johnson? Because that's the weak sauce one that Dave got. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's comparing apples and oranges because Johnson Johnson's trials were already when we had these variants and mutations. So yeah. because the efficacy looks lower, it, yeah, you can't say with certainty that, um, you know, it's, it's worse. And the main outcome we're really looking at is severe hospitalizations and death. Right. So. If you get the Johnson Johnson, no one ended up on a ventilator in the ICU or died. And that's really the most important thing. But you could have a mild to moderate infection. (laughs) Is that what you got? Is that what you got, Dave? You got the J&J? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. J&J. One and done. Gil, so so then kind of break this down for me. You know, when I was a kid, I got vaccinated for polio. Is there, is there, if I go to somewhere and I'm exposed to polio, there is a chance I could actually get polio? Polio still actually does exist like here and there. There are certain countries where 
it will recommend that you get a polio booster as an adult no in order way. to visit. I actually got it a couple of years ago. I think it was for maybe Ukraine, I think. So it <laughs> depends. Most some of these <laughs> some of these viruses, yeah, you get like your hepatitis A and B as a kid. It's supposed to last lifelong. HPV vaccine oh, supposed, to be, okay. supposed to be lifelong. Got it. But yeah, those those viruses aren't you know, they're not so highly contagious and mutating like COVID is or like even the flu shot, which we have to get every year. Oh. So it sounds like we're going to need a booster to, if you've already had your first two or one, yeah. to protect us from these new mutations, these new strains, these new variants. They're also even developing just a newer version of the vaccine, which includes the newer variants, because when they were first developed, we only had like the original strain. Right. So it's 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 looking like that, but we don't know for sure. But it's looking like that. And, and if I were to guess, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, we get a flu shot and a COVID shot. Maybe it's combined in one right. or two vaccines, like every fall, to protect us through the winter when everyone's huddled together. It's colder weather. Got and it. Infections are spread more easily. So so I'm not a total moron thinking this way, right? <laughs> well, no, no, no. Of course not. I think mean, a lot of the news articles, like if you look at the headlines, maybe you saw that it said you know, Pfizer vaccine last six months or Moderna vaccine yeah. last six months. But if you actually look at the fine print, and actually read the article, it says the people who <laughs> were in the trials originally been tested, they checked their antibody levels six months out through like three different types of tests called assays. Right. And all of them still had very high antibody levels, a little bit of decline from, from the very beginning, but still very protective. So the, the, the details actually say they're protected for at least six months or more and we're still going to follow these people along, keep checking their antibodies. So the, the those vaccines will protect you from the original strain at least six months and probably longer. So, Doctor Gill, since I mean, just because you're vac you're vaccinated, you're not immune to the the disease, right? The the question of whether you can still get infected and pass it around, I think, is what you're implying, right? Yes. Um, to the original strain, I think you know you're you're yeah you're not going to get infected, not be contagious. But with these new variants and your antibodies aren't quite as strong, um, and the um, like one I guess the one vaccine that I think about is the AstraZeneca vaccine, which you might have heard yeah. in Europe kind of got some bad press about maybe there's blood That's clots. That's the one and- Bean got. <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, um, again, like, I don't think anyone had severe infections or or passed away from COVID. But the you know one out of a million chance to get a blood clot could be dangerous. So that one maybe you might get a mild to moderate yeah infection and be contagious. So it's it's hard to say. We there's still you know the weaker your your immune system is to a, to a virus. Yes, you might have an asymptomatic infection. You might have asymptomatic spread. So pr- probably not with like if you got Pfizer, Moderna, and America right now. But you know six months from now. It might, things might be different. It's hard to predict. Let me ask you this, uh, Dr. Gill, and thank you so much again for hopping on the phone with us. But I, I know there's a 5% chance of getting COVID even if you're vaccinated. However, with that said, if you got COVID without the vaccination and you were going to have a severe reaction to that virus, if you are vaccinated and then contract COVID, does the vaccination lessen your symptoms? Yes, that that was a long question. I was trying to follow that along. Okay, part. yeah. But at least to the last part, yeah. If you have been vaccinated and you get infected, yes, your symptoms generally should be mild. Got we used it. to always encourage people to get the flu vaccine because we. Um, there's been some studies too that you know if you have a flu shot and then you get the flu, 
it won't be, uh, you might still get the flu, but at least it won't be as bad as if you didn't have the vaccine. Okay. So the same thing seems to um, apply to the COVID vaccine as well. Dr. Gale, I have a question. So like with the flu shot, when people get it, like my girlfriend Krista got it and then immediately had a hundred degree fever and had to take all these medicines, you know, medications. Um, mm-hmm. And then with the vaccination for the COVID vaccination, she had a reaction and I didn't. Why is that? Why are certain people getting, you know, reactions to these shots, like these vaccines? And It's a great question. So she got Johnson Johnson too, and she had never had yeah. COVID uh, either. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty random to be honest. Some people, you know, just have this overactive immune system maybe and create a lot of, you know, the, the bigger your side effects that you have kind of implies that you're making a lot of antibodies, but you can't say if you don't have side effects, that means you're not making antibodies. You can't, you can't look at it like that. Even if you have no side effects, you still could be making a lot of antibodies, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. Um, I've heard it just randomly. I know. I think we talked about this last time that if you've had a COVID infection, your vaccine side effect tends to be stronger, and that's why COVID people might only need one instead of two shots because they might have enough antibodies just after one. But yeah, I think it's I think it's just hit or miss. Now, Doctor Gill. We've heard so much about these people who don't want to get vaccinated and they want to contract COVID because they believe in herd immunity. Can you kind of break down for us what that is and if that will be effective at all? And if these people who are not getting vaccinated, are they going to ruin it for the rest of us? So yes to the last part. The So herd immunity is basically when you have enough of a population immune, either through vaccination and or infection that they can't get sick from the disease that's running around. And the, the the minority of people in that population who have not been vaccinated or infected are protected because everyone else has already been infected or been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So the, this ha- the problem with this herd immunity where people say, let's just let everyone get infected. If we just let everyone get infected, then lots of people are going to die. Right. Um, which is not, uh, you know, a trade-off anyone's mm-hmm. willing to take. So that's why the Sweden thing was like, you know, not not really not a good idea. Um, You want to get herd immunity. That's a good thing. But you want it through all vaccination and no infection, ideally. But but in the world we exist, it's going to be a combination. So either you have so much infection and or so much vaccination that you get to this golden number and everyone's kind of debated. Is it 80, 90 percent? Is it 60, 70 percent? When when do we get that threshold where then? that remainder, you know, 10 or 20% of people who aren't vaccinated are just automatically protected. And those people, you know, the problem that a lot of people think is, well, you know, if they don't get the vaccine, they're going to be fine. They're going to be protected. But the problem is a lot of people can't get the vaccine because they have a low immune system. Let's say they're on immunosuppressant drugs or they have, you know, cancer or HIV. There's certain medical conditions. They just can't get a vaccine and they depend on us to wear a mask, keep our distance, get vaccinated so that they will be protected. But if there is so much virus rampant in a country or a population or a state and it's replicating so it can create more variants by what's called genetic mutation, there's just an accident and a copying and that that leads to a stronger strain, then these vaccines won't protect us and they're going to be more vulnerable. Oh, man. And that's going to make us more vulnerable because even though we got vaccinated for these certain strains, a new strain – very well may not be we not may not right. be protected 
And so that's the problem how, you know, in America, at least we're, we're doing really well. By the end of this weekend, I, I think 50% of Americans will have had at least one or two doses. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow the news, a bunch of other countries are like barren. They have yeah. no vaccine. They're, yeah, it's terrible. They're, they have no hospitals. I mean, like, we're very lucky that we can vaccinate ourselves, but we're not just, you know, um, in a vacuum and our borders are have walls that no one can go in and out, right? And so... Yeah. We're open to having a lot, you know, once the borders open up and if they're not been vaccinated, uh, you know, it's, it's back to square one. Yeah. Let me ask you the, the last thing for me, Dr. Phil, is that, you know, so many, so many people are out there are, you know, uh, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think a lot of people are, uh, what's that football expression? They're, uh, celebrating in the five, uh, five, uh, the five yard line, the five yard line instead of, you know, mm. actually, you know, waiting out to score a touchdown. You see all these states with no mask mandate or they lifted the mask mandate. And, you know, here in California, uh, Gavin Newsom said, that we're going to reopen, you know, mid-June. Is that not good? Is that going to be a huge issue? That's a really good question, Beer Mug. I appreciate that question. Hey! Thanks, thanks for your input. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I think Newsom, although he says, says it's not politically motivated, you know, about his, like, potential recall, the June 15 is a lofty, ambitious, reasonable goal. Our rates in California are, our positivity rate is the lowest in the whole country. Now, why that mm-hmm. is is unclear was it because we had that big surge in december and now we have a lot of herd immunity in january already mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know but based off the data that the scientists have put out for you know tears and all that stuff it, if we stay on track it actually is pretty reasonable that we can have indoor concerts and indoor um you know venues wow but <laughs> there's that big butt of, of you know, oh, our state. Don't is, be a downer, man. <laughs> there's a our butt state and you cannot and, lie, not, dude. Come on. Yeah. But people can come from out of state into our state, especially, you know, if it's attractive. Oh, California has no cases. Let's just go there. And oh. then maybe they might bring a strain in here. But it, that's why we don't know. I, I hope I, it's looking good so far. But, yes, all these other states like Michigan and, and you might have heard um, – the, right, the mass mandate states that were were lifted are having a lot of young population because they they haven't been vaccinated. Right, they're not over sixty five or, or or eligible yet. So uh, I don't know if that answered your question. Your question was whether this going to be it's 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 hopeful. You know, he did put the disclaimer: this could change if our if our you know our rates get worse, if things change, we could just lock things back up. So. Um, that's you know we want to have motivation, hopefully, yeah. and and optimism. But we'll we'll know when we get closer to that date whether we are ready to open and lift all those things off. Except the mask mandate, that's going to stay on. Right. All right, Dr. Gill. Our, my final question is, uh, so you're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, and Omar's <laughs> half vaccinated. Uh, beer mug is dead. Um, so can we all... <laughs> Can we all go to go outside and do shots and get wasted now and have fun? Or do we still have to be cautious? Great question, Dave. I love that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if we're outside and distance, yeah, we can always do that. But maybe you meant like indoors. So if we're if it's been, yeah, been 14 days after your last after you're fully vaccinated. So two with the Pfizer Moderna, one with the Johnson Johnson. Yeah, we can actually be all indoors without a mask. Hell yeah. Hugging each other. Um, kissing each other you. we're making nope, out baby we're making out <laughs> <laughs> i'm making out with everybody <laughs> yeah you can feel free to do that 
<laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Gill, thanks so much. Uh, he's a real doctor, not a TV doctor from UCLA. Just doesn't want to go to Spokane anymore because Gonzaga, you know, oh, her, I'm sure threw a, put a dagger in. Ouch. Oh, man. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. but hey, man, uh, thanks so much for coming on and joining us and uh, actually saying smart things and uh, giving us some good information. Yeah. yeah you guys, man. you guys are great. You guys are really smart questions. I hope people listening have learned a little bit, but awesome. you know, just get your vaccine as soon as you can. We're going to get through this. And yeah, I really appreciate talking to you guys. All right, people. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. And yeah, if the, care. if the janksters have any questions, like medical questions, like anything, like what's that sore? Why is it a, uh, <laughs> what's why that is sore it red down there? That's got to be a regular yeah. segment. What's that sore? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit up Dr. Gill on Instagram. He, he loves it. So oh, yeah, I have, I have Hey, Dr. Gill, what's your Instagram? Number. I'll give it to you. My Instagram is Dr. Gill, <laughs> D-R-G-I-L. Thanks, Gil. All right, Dr. Gill. Okay, take care. See you, Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, Beer Monk said a little earlier in this program that he is a history buff. And y- you yeah, know what? I, I found that interesting because I never really knew this about Beer Mug, but he is a history buff. So, I thought it would be funny to have a little segment called Beer Mug, the history buff. Foon. <laughs> does it have an intro uh dave does it uh i i don't have one do oh, you have one uh, beer mug okay ready yes <clears throat> okay <clears throat> live live but i don't know it's time <laughs> but i don't know for the beer mug history buffoon <laughs> that's the bed that's the music bed. I like that it. is I right like omar it. yeah i i am in fact a history buff uh in fact Anything, anytime there's a documentary on television about really anything uh, that happened a long time ago or just recently. Okay. I love you mean it. like I history? Love, like history in the past. <laughs> okay. Can I ask um, you where you got yeah. your passion for this? Because I am a guy who cannot sit like so. So even if it's something interesting, uh, uh, like yeah. let's say Pearl Harbor or something that affected America greatly, right? Had a tremendous right. impact on probably w- w- the America that we see, we know now, right? I cannot yeah. watch more than 15 minutes. I'm out. So you, you must be passionate about it. Where did this come from? I think it's, well, a little bit comes from uh, Mama Muggs, and she used to be a, a teacher, a history teacher. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, and she she really enjoys it. But also, I think mainly the, the main thing is, is I like to transport myself back to whatever time I'm learning about, just kind of like pretend or imagine or fantasize what it would be like living in those times like you know if like during the say, Hitler I'm, times <laughs> except that one okay. I don't do okay. not want to yeah, all right that, that yeah I'm good on that one okay okay but uh, like like if I'm in New York City like when we went for Kevin and Bean a long time ago I, I you know you see you see like a historical landmark or um, you know, like a plaque somewhere, you you read about it and you go, "Wow!" I want, and you kind of transport yourself back to that time. Right? See, that's very cool. So, I don't have that quality. And Dave, you were there. I, I think you were there in Vegas when uh, Beer Mug was there, and Beer Mug was giving everybody a history and leg- a history lesson on Vegas. Were Just you there? Spouting, yeah. spouting out facts. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. this is where the mob is. This, <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, "This is where you can get weed." I was like, "All right, that's <laughs> something useful." I'm <laughs> a history buff Tr- slash tour guy. Truly a renaissance yeah. man. You know, from history to weed. You know, so, yeah. so tell so us uh, just, what you're going to speak about on this episode. So, of, uh, well, it's funny. Dave mentioned a little bit of the mob, and that I think is the most fascinating part of uh, not only uh, Italian history, and also you know there was I guess you know the Jewish mob, and there's 
There's a bunch of mobs. There's a bunch of, you know, different cultural uh, crime families. I think that is the most fascinating to see how these people operated. Uh, mostly sociopaths. Uh, just doing whatever they wanted, killing at will. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's crazy how uh, for, for the longest time in America, the um, the crime families controlled so much of, in, of the industry going on. Disclaimer, uh, Jonathan Birma Cantrell speaks for Jonathan Birma Cantrell and not j- the rest of the Janky Town crew. So mobs, Jonathan, continue. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Dave. I already cleared it with every single mob and we're good. So it's funny because, you know, uh, you guys have seen the film The Irishman, right? Do you guys Are you guys familiar with that oh, film that came out? I didn't I tried, finish it. It was man. too long. Yeah, it, was like, yeah. it was a three-hour movie. Yeah. It's it was a three-hour movie. Four-hour movie. Was it yeah. three or four? It's three hours and 19 minutes to be specific. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, that came out in 2019. That was the first uh, Netflix kind of release that they did simultaneously with movie theaters and straight to Netflix. So... I watched it when it came out and then I, I flipped by it the other day and it was on and I was like, whoa, I want to watch this again. You know, this, this is very interesting. And for those who haven't seen The Irishman, Janksters, it is about um, Jimmy Hoffa and the Teamsters and the Mafia and Jimmy Hoffa's uh, essentially right hand man or security guard at the time. But, um, you know, I was going to do this segment in... Um, uh, Vito Don Vito Corleone voice, but that's just going to be too hard, especially since I lost it at the okay. at the Astros what, game. So it, I'm going to do. How would that have sounded, if you don't mind, just real quick? <clears throat> <laughs> so there was Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa had a right hand man, Frank Sheeran, and Russell Bufalino was the head of the Pennsylvania Times. Oh, nope, you on. have to do it like this. You gotta do you it. You have to do it. You like gotta this. do it. Okay, I'll try. Oh I'll man, try. that's so good. Because <laughs> I have to stick out my jowls. Yeah, I have to stick out my jowls because that's, <laughs> that's so good. What Marlon Brando did yeah. when he played Vito Corleone. What a hack. So anyway, so what are, what are we learning today? So what we learned today, exactly what happened? I can't. I can't. It's too. Oh hard. man! All I right, can't. It's right, it. Right, I can't. Right, it's it's right, just right. it. It morphed into something yeah. else. Like this. How you do? Wow, you're that's racist, Dave. That's that's stereotypical. Um, uh, I wasn't doing so it. You were. <laughs> for for many years, you guys have heard like, oh, what happened to Jimmy Hoffa? Right. Well, this movie essentially it's directed by Martin Scorsese, and he's directed great films, pretty much. All based on real life, like Casino was based on um, the Italian mafia in Las Vegas in the 70s and 80s. Uh, Goodfellas, uh, based on part of the New York crime family in the 70s, mostly. And, you know, he did The Departed with Jack Nicholson and Leo. But he takes, essentially, he takes um, books or... or um, Biographies and he turns them into screenplays. So this I thought one you were going to give her, give, give us a, you know the history lesson that uh, how <laughs> Scorsese am. makes the movie. I'm going to tell you. I have to set <laughs> right. this up. Okay. Thank you, Omar. <laughs> yeah. So everybody for the longest time, you know, was like, "What the hell happened to Jimmy Hoffa?" Right? Do you know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, guys? Do I, He's do I? buried underneath the Yankee Stadium. Right? right. That was a three. A lot of people thought he was buried under uh, the Giants football stadium in New York. Uh, a lot of people thought he was ground up into Hoffy hot dogs uh, in, the, <laughs> in the factory, hence Hoffy. But in fact, um, Scorsese borrows this story from a firsthand account of Jimmy Hoffa's bodyguard, who was appointed to Jimmy Hoffa 
by uh, the American um, uh, crime boss Russell Bufalino. It's a real guy. Bufalino. Real guy played by Joe Pesci. Nice name. Russell Bufalino played by yeah. Joe Pesci in, in The Irishman. Uh, Robert De Niro plays Frank Sheeran, and uh, Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. And um, essentially, Jimmy would get uh, money from the he would he would essentially take money from the uh, Teamsters pension fund, which was covered in the movie Casino and also in The Irishman. And he would take money from the te- Teamsters pension fund and he would give it to um, these crime figures to build hotels in Las Vegas. So totally illegal, right? And he, and, and, and Jimmy Hoff was also he he he. he just would uh, approve loans for the mafia and what they rate had, did they get the loans at like you know <laughs> I think it was like percentage 11.2% what, oh man that's wow. kind of high I thought I thought yeah, he would give know. the mobsters a hookup and be like yo you get 1.2 that's how I they make their money he would yeah they wouldn't make money right yeah that's how they make it right so anyway so there was a lot of corruption within the teamsters organization <laughs> and an industry like um, the garment industry uh, the dock workers Ralph garment uh, industry yeah, and uh, I thought it. You got a fly and I, in your head. And, yeah, and I didn't say it. You dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that's not brown. Rice. I got a fly on my head. So oh my God. you, you know, got a fly on your head. Oh, that's loud. <laughs> that one was uh, loud. <laughs> besides small businesses, like you know, small shakedowns that like in neighborhoods of, of mom and pop shops, the the mafia had their hands in major American industry, and a lot to do with Jimmy Hoffa. So Jimmy Hoffa went to jail for fraud. Okay. All right. And he went to jail for fraud for five years. And when he came out, there was already his successor of the Teamsters, which was his uh, second, second in command while he was in charge, was now running things. And what happened was, is they found that this new guy was easier to deal with than Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa still, when he got out of jail... Wanted to reclaim his spot at the top of the Teamsters. Well, understandably, that, because this is something right. he built up, right? And this he guy built just yeah, kind of, resp- you know, not resp- that this other guy slid in, but I'm sure he paid his dues too. But he rightfully so, he wants to reclaim what was his. He, exactly. So what what ended up happening was um, a lot of the loans that these um, these crime heads would ask for. Jimmy Hoffa would start kind of playing power moves and saying, no, nah, you're not getting that, or we're going to hold that, and you'll see where that comes, and that pissed off a lot of the uh, the heads oh, of the family. So he was right? just being a big pain in the ass, huh? Yeah, so then he then he would go on TV and be like, hey, you know, the new uh, head of the Teamsters is corrupt, uh, uh, you know, there's crime families in his pockets, and like, the, you know, all the guys of the crime families are watching this, like, is this guy serious? Like, what the hell? Like, it, he's really talking shit when he used to do the same thing and now he's <laughs> going to out us. So he became a major problem. So uh, what happened was, is Frank Sheeran, his bodyguard, assigned to him for years by Russell Bufalino, was essentially given the order to take him out. And this is all from a book that was that he... Uh, he didn't write, but he had a writer with him uh, days before his death. And something essentially he almost took to his grave. So he said that when he got the order to kill Jimmy Hoffa, they gave it to him because, you know, what better person to trust than your bodyguard? Like You would never think, you know, Omar, I'm going to come to work. I'm going to come to K-Rock tomorrow and Omar's going to just come right into my office and shoot me in the back of the head, no, right? No, for sure. You trust this guy. You never He's think that. You. Yeah, absolutely. So... 
there was there was always there was always mystery on on, on what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. But in this book, which is called "I Heard You Paint Houses," uh, which essentially means it's a it's a mob term for you're you're pretty much a murder for hire. You, you kill people, yeah, um, at the behest of who, whoever is asking you to kill them. And so um, they asked him to kill him. So what happened was is they they set up a meeting, right? They set up a meeting at outside this restaurant in Detroit where Hoffa lived at the time. And I guess somebody was late. They ended up showing up, uh, Hoffa's bodyguard, Hoffa's stepson in the front seat, and two other like crime figures, like uh, crime associates. And and they took yep. him. Dave's calling time out. out. The yeah. intermission. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. I, I think Jimmy Hoffa lived as long as this story yeah this could have been edited down a little bit do you guys want want the history lesson or not it would have been more fun if you did that voice because i kind of i'm tuning in and now i couldn't do that voice for this long of a story no long story short oh long story short oh oh, okay now now i'm back in all right go ahead they brought him into the house frank sharon shot him in the back of the head they threw him in his trunk brought him to a crematory incinerated him and boom, that was it. That's why they never found him. Anyways, <laughs> that is the story on the disappearance. Hold on. That is the story about the disappearance of James Riddlehoffer. All right. All right. So, uh, questions. Um, well, thanks. Thanks, thanks to, for your enthusiasm, Dave. Appreciate when we it. asked Muggs to uh, come up with some history lessons, he said, you know what? I watched The Irishman, so yeah. Yeah, let's go with... with he the- basically just described the movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey... Uh, the movie is based on a on a true story. Yeah, but Muggs, I thought you were going to bring some... From 2019. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring like some like deep like uh, you know things that only you would know, and we, we would be all like, oh, yeah, and that's something that's kind of like widespread out there and, only- and really recent. How would I only? But I, I mean, to be fair, you're, you're the history buffoon. Well, yeah, obviously no. Most, most history I learn is not inside information. It's out there in, in, in the public knowledge. No, 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 like? no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you would. It, it would be something more niche, I guess. Niche. Yeah, like tell me about Billy Bats. You know, like uh, tell me about Billy Bats and. Billy Bats' okay. girlfriend, like, or, you know, or, like, like. I'll the, tell the, you about that. You ready? No, no, the no. relationship <laughs> between Billy Bats. Billy and- Bats was killed by the guy who played, who Joe Pesci played <laughs> so in Goodfellas. Movies, so right? Movie. Joe Pesci. Well, yeah, played they, in they, get, they get they get pissed at him for killing Billy it, Bats, right? Right, yeah. and he was a made guy. In real life, Billy Bats was a uh, was uh, John Gotti's like guy. And they killed uh, the guy who Joe Pesci played in Goodfellas because of it. Let me ask he, you. He took out a made guy without permission. Let me ask you history. <laughs> That's a no-no in the Let mafia. me ask you history, buffoon. Do you, no. do you gain any of your knowledge by actually reading books? Or is are, nope. are all these all just TV. movies? <laughs> you know, I read the info on the TV guide or whatever. The program guide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your hosts of Janky Town are Dave the King of Mexico, Johnny Beer Mug, and me, DJ Omar Khan. Thank you so much for listening. Janky Town is a janky production, recorded, engineered, produced by Omar Khan. If you would like your own podcast produced by Omar Khan, please feel free to contact him at djomarkhan at gmail.com. And if you ever need a DJ for a wedding, anniversary, birthday party, no matter what occasion, please visit djomarkhan.com for the best in high-end DJ services.